Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dan Wiederer. I mean, the dude is a tone setter, and that's undeniable. And I don't even think Ryan Poles and anyone in that front office would deny that. On-air contributor for 670 The Score. I'm really excited to be part of the family. I can't wait to do it all year. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer. Flat-footed is what happens here at Hell's Hall way too often. Co-host of the Take the North podcast. We're going to take the North and never give it back. With our own David Hall. David, that's a, a lengthy description on the high-powered microscope that Matt Eberflus uses to judge his football team on a daily basis. And I think this is more than just a bunch of letters. Dan Wiederer with Mullane Hall on 670 The Bear down. Let's go. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Dan Wiederer joins us on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Dan, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Molly? I live the dream, and uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of news conferences. I've been to a ton of them with the Bears making hires. And David said this morning that, that was the best hire they've made. And I got to tell you, I, I mean, the guy was super impressive in a role where there is room for much improvement. And I, I got to feel pretty good about everything I heard from him yesterday. What was your take? Yeah, well, the first takeaway is just his acknowledgement of the size of the challenge and also his acknowledgement of how much that energizes him and invigorates him to take on what he sees as a golden opportunity with plenty of challenge and struggle ahead and wanting to take this big swing at it. When you talk about leaders in this sport and in, in this industry, you think about guys that, that project presence, that project confidence, that project a, a think big mentality. And Kevin brought all those to the stage on Tuesday and really, I think, set a tone for who he's going to be in that role and what he's going to ask for everyone around him. And, and just even to hear him say that he's going to talk to every single employee in the building, that's not an exaggeration. He's going to go do that and hope that, that some of the feedback he gets is very, very pivotal to kind of setting his course and setting his vision. Dan, I think we're going to have to redo your open because in it you have a reference to this organization is caught flat-footed way too often. <laughs> and historically, that's exactly right. 
I don't know after yesterday, and I don't want to exaggerate it and I don't want to overstate it, but if Kevin Warren follows through on even more than half of the things that he said he wants to do and just if this if this competence, if this uh, level of, of command continues, they're not going to be flat-footed anymore. They're going to be nimble. They're going to be ready. It's going to be a very different organization, and I think that it's going to take a while before – that happens, but also we're going to have to change the way we view the Bears, and maybe that is the biggest takeaway from yesterday is that the reality and the perception could be altered for a while. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll say two things to what you just said. Number one, it's not going to happen overnight, and so I, I, none of us should expect some sort of instant impact for everything to change and, and, and to look beautiful by the time we get to you know Halloween next fall. But you said a, a key phrase there, and you said follow-through. And that's what Kevin Warren is all about. And I know you guys reached out to people in the league last week, as I did. I'm lucky enough, uh, having been uh, in the, on the Vikings beat for a couple of years, to have a lot of shared connections with Kevin and be able to get very unfiltered, honest scouting reports from people that have worked with him and around him uh, for long periods of time. And, and, and that follow-through is something that everyone talks about, the ability to uh, get people under you to understand the vision and the goals and to, to go after them every single day with the pursuit of excellence that's contagious to an entire building that's been lacking for my entire decade on this beat. And, and I think it's been lacking because there's been a hierarchical dysfunction inside that building that has just gone unidentified. I think now they at least have a guy who's going to be able to identify it and then enact the change. And I think one of the things that I heard from people last week that really struck me was, was Kevin's investment in developing people, you know, and I think that that, skill is something that's completely underrated, completely undervalued, and doesn't get talked about enough that when you have people in a building, they're not at their finished level. And if you can continue developing them and you can continue developing dozens of them to two dozens to three dozens, and all of a sudden you've got the, the stairs uh, to climb and, and make the growth for your organization that's needed. Yeah, I, you know, I think it was really – there were a lot of interesting moments, but I, I really enjoyed him talking about – the little things, the small things, because yes. I think a lot of that has gotten away from the Bears, frankly, over the years. And it's very the attention to detail that he described <laughs> is that that is much needed with this organization. One thousand percent agree, and, and and it's been missing, and and it's something that will um, go, you know, untolerated if people aren't paying attention to detail. I I always say that the Bears just have this way of, of shrugging past mediocrity and going, oh, well, you know, and, or, or doing things and being like, ah, that's good enough. And, and good enough is no longer going to be good enough under Kevin Warren's watch in every single thing you do. And I thought it was really cool to hear him talk about the 1999 Rams and not only the climb they made to become Super Bowl champs, but acknowledging that, that even in a, a dream season where they had five Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame coach and everything that went right, it still came down to a tackle at the one-yard line on the final play of the Super Bowl for them to actually claim the Super Bowl trophy. And in his words, it, it, you know, it, it was his realization that, that, that the little stuff matters, you know, and every little thing counts and that you ha better have, he said, you better have your stuff together. Well, the Bears better have their stuff together going forward because there hasn't been an uh, outward understanding of just how difficult it is to achieve high-level success in this league. And it's why they've been stuck uh, in the middle tier forever with, with the occasional flash of success and then a, a sustained stretch of, of mediocrity on all sides of it every time that they've had that flash. So, you, Dan, you know that there's always been a lot made about where the team president's reach extends to and 
whether yeah. or not that person should be involved in football matters. And it's, I always think it's a bit overstated because if you have the right football executive making the proper football decisions, then it really won't matter what level of uh, interaction you have with the team president. That said, if I'm Ryan Poles and I'm a 37-year-old first-year general manager, I welcome what happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. I look at Kevin Warren as a sounding board, a resource, mm-hmm. somebody whose experience I, will help me become smarter. I don't know if he views it that way, but he certainly sounded like he was in that frame of mind. No, he definitely views it that way. And I think that there's an energy that both of these guys have for working together, understanding that it's not going to be combative. It's not going to be adversarial. It's not going to be, you know, boss subordinate. It's going to be a collaborative effort of how do we make the best decisions for this football team going forward? And yes, I'm the general manager and I have the power and the final say to make these decisions, but wouldn't it be nice to just bounce a few ideas off a guy who's been in three different organizations previously, who's got a a wealth of experiences, who has seen things in three different organizations go right and seen things in three different organizations go wrong to be able to, to bounce things off. And, and, And Ryan said, look, like we all have blind spots and sometimes we don't recognize our blind spots and you can have a leader above you, help you understand what those are and and to work through those and recognize them and, and, and find productive ways to, again, push yourself forward. It goes back to what I talked to a a couple minutes ago to the development piece of this. The Bears thought that Ryan Pace would grow into his job as general manager, and then they gave him no developmental support around him and just said, I hope experience helps you get better. And what happened? After seven years, Ryan made some growth in some areas and and didn't in other areas and and was left without guardrails and a lot of huge, huge decisions that that shape uh, where this – organization is headed directionally and now here we are you know trying to to pick up some of the pieces of that and now with a guy at the top of this organization who has good football acumen who understands what it's like uh in a front office to kind of have that that healthy uh pressure and that healthy back and forth he is going to push ryan poles to be at his best all the time and ryan welcomes that you know i thought one of the best things that came out of that was just the clarity that the bears aren't coming back to soldier field that they're going to arlington heights I think we knew that the minute it was proposed, the minute they, they started the purchase of the land, it's just too good a deal. And, and this place is uh, is far too small to hold them any longer. Um, I, I I saw the great video. I saw this stuff. People <laughs> would call you like, oh, no, they're not done. They're done. And that there's clarity with that. And that's good now that we don't have to keep arguing whether or not they're done. Well, it's not just the video. It's the, the authority of Bill Curtis's voice in the video that makes well, you go, wow. This is a- <laughs> that was it. That's what it was. <laughs> this, is, this is a different world. But look, like there's still some shuffling here. I mean, the Bears continue to say that, that they expect to close on the property in Arlington Heights in the first quarter of 2023. We're obviously in that window now and, and hoping to get final word on that. Kevin Warren, I, I think, said that, you know, six months from now is when he can give them a much better sort of overview of what his vision for that project could and will be and kind of what the timeline of that will be, which will be significant to kind of have an understanding of where they go from here. I thought it was really, really cool also, guys, to hear Kevin Warren say that, you know, when he first started thinking about this job and and exploring the possibility that he just took, you know, being the Big Ten commissioner and being nearby, just said, I'm going to get in the car and go drive over to Arlington Park, and I'm going to go look at that property for myself. Uh, I'm going to know what I went through with my experience at U.S. Bank Stadium in downtown Minneapolis, and I'm just going to get kind of an initial impression of, of what we're looking at. And I think the biggest thing is when you're when you have, you know, 326 acres of land, it opens up the world of potential in ways that a, a think big guy like Kevin Warren is going to be able to take advantage of. And I just thought it was 
it was another instance of a guy who, when we talk about being detail oriented, he, he wants to see things for himself and he, he he's not uh, afraid to sort of accelerate the timeline of when he goes to, to look and think about those things. So Dan, obviously he's been thinking about this for a while and he was in Minneapolis on October 9th when the bears played the Vikings, apparently reacquainting yeah. himself with Justin Fields. Just, just curious. Number one, do you remember seeing him around the locker room yeah. that day? And did it occur to anybody that, oh, boy, this is kind of unusual? Does, it, because that was well before anybody was putting two and two together. Well, it wasn't unusual, David, because the Big Ten had their, their media days up in Minneapolis that same weekend. And so there was a reason that he was in Minneapolis to begin with. And given that he had worked in the Vikings organization, he was, you know, had an easy opportunity to swing over to the, the stadium just down the road and, and pop in. Uh, visit with some old friends and then obviously, uh, you know, get, get a feel for, for some other things that, that were related to the Bears. So it wasn't sort of some, some mysterious kind of interaction up there. At that time, you know, Kevin, Raider's, Kevin Warren's name was on my radar, but a lot of people that I talked to were like, I don't know, are the Bears going to be able to pay him enough to get him away from the Big Ten? We still don't have any kind of word on what the compensation that he was offered to come be the, 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 the rescuer of this organization was. But if and when that comes out, it'll be fascinating to see kind of financially what the lure was in addition to what he said yesterday was, you know, just a, uh, an opportunity here in a, um, in a franchise that has, has amazing potential and in a city where if you succeed, the rewards are going to be endless. And so I think there's just something invigorating about that for Kevin, and, and he's eager to get started with this whole thing. I, I think of him, you know, kind of, taking these old boxes that he had in Minnesota, <laughs> kind of blowing dust off the blueprints and kind of laying them out and up at uh, Hallis Hall somewhere. I just love that idea that he hung on to that stuff. And, uh, you know, there, there's a world of possibility for what you could do with, uh, with a new building for the Bears. Well, and listen, like this guy's all about new worlds of possibility. That's why he wants ideas from every direction. And, and, and like, you know, for those of us who have been inside U.S. Bank Stadium and seen what that place is, there was no detail left unattended to. And, and it, it's everything from from kind of the sight lines to, OK, what do we want our club experiences to be so that, um, you know, fans of all ages, fans of all, you know, uh, creeds, genders, whatever else and preference types can come into the stadium and get the exact experience they want. I think there's something to the game day experience that Kevin truly values, that he understands it's more than just a football game that in 2023, it's, it's an event. And, and you have to make it feel that way from the time people park their cars to the time they get back in them to go home at night. And, and so there, there's, there's just a lot of energy that gets poured into that. And that energy comes from people that are empowered to have uh, a creativity, to have a think big mentality, that have uh, the, the, the want to, to, to pursue success. And I think that's one thing that Kevin's going to put inside this entire organization, every single department, is give a damn, right? And if you don't give a damn, you're not going to be there for long. And you're going to be replaced by someone who does give a damn. And, and, and the results of that and the landmark change that can start, is it, it, it's truly significant. And it's going to be really uh, fascinating in the next two, three years to just kind of watch that transformation start. All right, Dan, football questions. So Tom Pelissero is reporting this morning that the Senior Bowl will name yeah. Luke Getze, the head coach of the American team, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, will be the head coach of the national team. Luke Getze coaching the Senior Bowl uh, as, a, as a head coach. Why or why isn't that significant or important for the Bears? That's a, it's a nice little opportunity for Luke. You know, I think this is a chance for a guy who is climbing the ladder in this profession to go get a week's worth of experience, kind of leading the entire operation to kind of connect with 
uh, these players there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make this into something uh, grand uh, in terms of significant for Luke or the Bears, but it's a cool little opportunity. It's going to give him exposure to players in this draft, obviously, as well. And, and so when you have firsthand experience and, and eyes and, and hands-on guys during the, the pre-draft process, when you get to April, now all of a sudden you got a little bit more intel, a couple more lines on your, on your scouting report that can help the process. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's something. You know, back in the day, the, the, the Senior Bowl was, was coached by an entire team's coaching staff, and the Bears went there in 2017 uh, but before, before that draft. I remember vividly standing – on the field when Dabo Sweeney was there looking over some of his prospects and him saying, Hey, Deshaun Watson is Michael Jordan and you shouldn't pass him up. And the bears picked Mitch Trubisky instead, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Luke will go out to mobile and he'll have a fun little week and he'll get, he'll get a chance to, to provide some feedback on a, on a number of guys that are, are, are in the bears sites for the draft. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it was Walt Harris, the cornerback that they found at the senior bowl when they were coaching it one year. It, it, it's one of these things where, if you really want to pay attention to it, you can figure out if a guy is showing up on time, you know, paying attention to everything you're trying to teach him, how long it, you know, how it's a little insight to how a guy takes coaching or how a guy, how eager he is to, to follow exactly what you're saying. I'm not saying it changes any view you have or the scouts have of them, but you can learn different things about a person uh, who was the player? There was a player at the senior bowl who ordered a pizza to the sideline or something and his stock <laughs> fell. I, I mean, it's just weird little things like that can happen. And you, you get a little sense of a player that's down there. Molly, so here's my other notable senior bowl story. 2012, the Viking staff coached the game and they had Russell Wilson on their team. And I remember talking to coaches throughout the week and them saying, man, there's, there's, you know, outside questions about whether he's big enough, whether he's right. got enough physical skill to do that. But after coaching him for a week, there were at least three coaches in that building that said, this dude is the real deal. He's going to be a star in this league. And you say, okay, so why didn't the Vikings who were, uh, you know, coaching him in that week, pick him? Well, they had taken Christian Ponder the year before. And it tells you what happens when you, you pigeonhole yourself into thinking, well, we've already got our guy. We shouldn't explore something better. I bring that up just because there's going to be obvious discussions this year on whether the Bears truly have their guy. Obviously, Justin Fields far more accomplished and more exciting and has more potential than Christian Ponder ever did. But you have to keep your mind open, right? Because if you don't, then you pass on on, on Russell Wilson in a draft where you where you coached him at the Senior Bowl and he lasts until you know I think it was the third round, right? Third Middle round, of the third yeah. Round that he got third. picked, and you and you could have used the second or third round pick on him and and changed your franchise forever, and so. That's just a little little anecdote of, of, of things that happened down there. Dan, it looks like Will Levis is the only uh, quarterback among the three top ones that look like he might even be possibly playing in the senior bowl. I don't know any of the other two. Is there anybody on that list you think that you, you mentioned you get a chance to coach somebody like that, but a first-round possibility, somebody who might even be a top 10, top 15 guy that you're aware of right now? Yeah, I haven't looked at, at the roster, so I, I can do that and, um, you know, give a, a little bit longer look. Again, we know that this team needs pass rushers. We know that this team needs offensive linemen. We know that this team needs wide receivers. Obviously, Luke being on the offensive side of the ball can can zero in with an expertise on, on some of those offensive guys. And, and maybe it is a day three guy, you know, a fifth-round right. pick that becomes your next Darnell Mooney, you know. Yeah. Uh, your next Braxton Jones. And so, so you're always hoping that some, something along the line allows you to uncover a diamond in the rough or a gem that, that ends up becoming more than, than most people thought it could become. I think it was uh, Dane Brugler who had his uh, first mock draft out yesterday, and he had uh, 
the Bears trading down uh, with Indy. I mean, we've heard this stuff a thousand times. And obviously, <laughs> a lot of things are going to happen, and it's way early to talk about it. But that was almost a best-case scenario where you trade down and you still get uh, a great defensive player. I think you had him uh, taking the uh, – the Georgia defensive tackle, the the the, right. uh, the the three technique they need. Um, you know, it's interesting when you think about this draft right now. And we talked to Dan Pompey a week, ten days ago, and he said that as of right now, nobody has proven to be good enough for a team to go up and get them. Um, and I'm sure that will change. We know that it will change. It will change dramatically. But the the idea is simply that we don't know how many picks they're going to have. You look at where they're at, and I think that second-round pick is now like 53, 54, something like that. So they have one pick in the top 50. Now that, you know, trade down, you're going to get a lot more and hopefully something next year. But it is, uh, it's, almost, it's almost incumbent upon them to make a deal if they only have one player in the top 50 and you're looking for four or five starters, whatever it might be. Well, and particularly for, for those who are in the, the camp of like, this is the, the only thing that matters is, is getting this top pick. If you don't turn that into a, a gift basket worth of other picks, then you've kind of missed an opportunity, in my opinion. And you make a good point that it isn't all about this year's draft. If you can secure a couple of uh, uh, higher picks for, for 24, right? Now, all of a sudden, you go into to, to next draft with, with more to work with, potentially allowing you the wiggle room to move up. If you see a guy that really, really fits what you want to do at that point and, and, and trying to make sure that this consolation prize you got for being the worst team in the NFL actually matters in the long run. Because if it doesn't, then you just wasted an opportunity. You wasted a, a, a window here to, to go improve your football team. Uh, I looked it up before I came on with you guys. Today is 99 days until the NFL draft. So we're inside 100 days. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't expect there to be any fewer than 500,000 new uh, speculative possibilities for what the Bears will do, trading up, trading back, trading around, and and fulfilling uh, all the dreams they have for their roster. Take one down, pass it around, 98. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. See, every day you can do that until yeah. we get to, to April 27th. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Dan. All right, fellas. Talk soon. That is Dan Weeder. Yeah, it's 99 days of the draft on the right. ball. 98 is, bottles is that all draft. that's left? Yeah. Bottle of draft. 99 days. We could come up with 99 possibilities, one a day before. 99 we get there. days and a quarterback's not one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. 312 644 6767. Mully and Haw on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I feel like I've left the Bears, or I'm going to leave the Bears in a better place than when I started. With that, um, I'm happy to turn over the baton to Kevin, and I'm going to stay here until he's ready to start. And uh, I'll be glad to continue that transition afterwards if it if it takes time, because um, I owe a lot to the McCaskey family. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. That is the voice of Ted Phillips. He was on Bears All Access, and he's. Uh, He's talking about uh, his replacement, Kevin Warren. Ted is retiring, announced that a while ago, and uh, and he's willing to do whatever they want him to do. Well, Left the place better than when he got there. We'll get to that in a second. One of the first things he's going to do is stay a little bit longer, according to George McCaskey, through the February 28th deadline that we thought he was walking away. And I think Kevin Warren will start a little bit sooner than originally projected. So there won't be any uh, time lag where there's nobody in charge or nobody as a president. It sounded like George was um, making it seem like Ted is going to be leaving somewhere in March and they're going to find a a day or a week, whatever makes sense. But there will be a seamless transition. They're committed to doing that, and Ted is committed to helping with that transition with anything that Kevin Warren needs. Okay, what do you think about Ted leaving the place in better uh, position than when he got there? Well, I think that's 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 a complex uh, thing to say. Actually, it's a complex answer, but it's a very simple thing to say. Yes. Of course, they're in better position now as a franchise. They're worth more. They made a lot of money. They have a stadium deal that they didn't have, which he was you know promoted to make happen. At Soldier Field, that happened because Ted Phillips was in charge, so he does deserve credit for certain things. From a football perspective, it, you cannot make it, it's a it, it's a flimsy argument to make if you want to make a football argument that they are better off than they were when he took over because they really haven't won anything. Yeah, and it was a it was a bad tenure in terms of winning. It's and, defined by futility. Yes. And so that is something that it's impossible to refute. But at this point, yeah, he, he can say that safely without being challenged because who wants to challenge that? It's just we're going over old ground because Ted Phillips, to look at his tenure, he's got to look at it that he left it better than he found it because made he made the family money and he insulated them from many things. But 
if your goal is to win Super Bowls or win championships, as Kevin Warren stated yesterday, it was not successful by that measure. No. It's a difficult one to talk through because, you know, frankly, I understand that the minute the building opened, it was too small for the Bears, right? It wasn't like the building. But the fact is that they could not get anything done. And when Ted took over, mainly because he wasn't Michael, maybe, they managed to get the the relationship with City Hall, the relationship with the mayor, that was repaired quickly, and they managed to get the building up and running. And initially, that was a real boon for them. Now, unfortunately, again, they kind of outgrew the the building very quickly. And um, it was the smallest building in the – it is the smallest building in the NFL in terms of the crowd that it holds. And there is is obviously a lot – of uh, of of people on a waiting list to get tickets, etc. So th- that is that is part of his legacy, and that's a positive. But it's also kind of so. Uh, do you agree with him? I, I, uh, no, because I don't really. Well, I don't. But I, so, I'm try- I know Ted, and I'm trying not to be a well, jerk I know, about I, it. Well, I'm not being I a jerk either. I know him too. I'm calling I, I you a him. jerk. No, okay, you are. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm you're, not. you're backing me into a corner. Like, I'm not. What do you think about Ted's legacy? You go first. Uh, Okay, well, I'll go first. I'll tell you what what I think of Ted's legacy. I think that the job that Ted took over is completely different than the job that that Kevin Warren has taken over. At the time, I believe Ted felt that his his goal, what his his, um, walking papers were, uh, the orders that he was following was to take care of the family and protect them uh, or somehow – insulate them from a lot of the negativity surrounding them. So True. he was a voice there that had to play the heavy all the time. Um, it, it, was, uh, it was a difficult job to do. There were a lot of, uh, of you know, what, a, what I believe there were at the time nine McCaskey children. They have seven now. Uh, we've lost uh, Michael and Tim, Tim first. And, I, and Tim was a great guy. Michael was uh, a, a very well-respected guy. I just think that it it his the job he had to do was and I don't know how to say it because it sounds absurd but the job he had is totally different than the one now which says to me one thing he had it too long he yeah. fulfilled the job requirement that he was he he did what he was asked to do but then at some point in time and I don't know when it was but this malaise that we're talking about that has infected Hallis Hall started to seep in over a decade ago, over maybe longer. And so once they got the stadium deal at Soldier Field, and once they began that process, I think that, like a lot of jobs, it just was on it too long and never there was never a sense of urgency that you really you felt yesterday. That yeah. that's a word we haven't really applied to what Kevin Warren brought yesterday to Hallis Hall, but there was this sense of urgency that was kind of baked into that enthusiasm. So when I look at Ted Phillips leaving in a a better shape than when he got here, that's not a very difficult statement to make just because of the way pro sports have grown, the way the NFL has taken off. The Bears are worth much more now than they were when he was but, became but, the team president. But they they have not been good enough. Period. End of story. That's, on the field, and, and so 
you know, when you have a tenure, when I, you know, I think it's actually the losingest tenure of a president in NFL history. <laughs> if you break it down, there's no escaping I that. Malik, fact. That's what I mean. The truth hurts. Yeah, it does. Because if you're honest about what we have watched him preside over, yep. is that it's been a very disappointing phase in Bears history because there was so much ex- more expected. Yeah. And there was so much opportunity squandered. A lot of opportunities. And, and so I uh, do kind of cringe when I hear know, that. I, I mean, listen, I mean, <sighs> hiring Phil, letting him hire Mark Tressman, that whole mess. You had the, the reigning NFL coach of the year, Bruce Arians, who went on to win a Super Bowl, and he could have come in here, and instead you wound up with Mark Tressman. And that was, that was t- quite frankly, that was farcical. It became this weird kind of, you know, uh, stage play where doors were slamming one way and door was slamming. Oh, and I've, I've walked into the wrong room. It, it was, was a it theater was a of the joke. absurd. It was a joke. It was. But that was very much the way the Bears have done business. It, it, going back to the idea that they traditionally hire people who have never, never done the job before and obscurity has been sort of their part of their method is finding the most obscure <laughs> Phil Emery, Mark Trestman, what do these things have in common? And then going outside the business. So again, right. to, not, to not revisit to, these right. now, I don't know if it's, it's very contrary to what we heard yesterday. And so I don't know if Ted is right or wrong, but I know that when forced to examine it, you don't really like what you see if you're a Bears fan. Uh, the Bears were once like a very winning team, the winningest team in the NFL. They've been uh, they've been surpassed by the Green Bay Packers. Just look at the Bears against the Green Bay Packers in this tenureship. It's really difficult to not come away thinking, "My God, what went wrong?" So we'll see what happens moving forward. But I would imagine that the that the, you know the the team will make more money. There'll be more money put into the field. The team will get better on the field. Now, does that mean that that George and Ted made the right hire with Ryan Poles? Ted was a part of that too. Does that mean that uh, that that is their legacy? What happens from here, or is something else changing? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that we can answer that yet. Right. But the clock is ticking, and not only you know Ted is leaving, George is still there. But you gave it, you gave Ryan Pace it, seven years. Among the thing, you know, the the franchise that is, I, I just you, don't you understand have, that. You have a chairman who has never presided over a playoff victory. Yeah, it's been twelve years. It's too long. It's a long time. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. Let's squeeze in Jim. Jim's on the road. Hey Jim. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, you know, I preface this by saying I spent my youth in the Twin Cities. Um, in the 70s when the Vikings were near the top of the league. Right. But I've lived here most most of my life. And I got to say, as much as I, you know, I bleed purple, I'm, I'm excited for Bear fans. I mean, Chicago deserves this. I've been saying to my friends for a decade or more that Chicago deserves a, a team that they can be proud of, that they can, like, rally around for five to 10 years. I mean, if there's a team in the league that deserves it more, I, I can't think of it. Maybe, maybe Cleveland, but um, it's, it's not a family owned business anymore. It's, this is not, the NFL is not 
a family-owned thing, and they were just on the train on the tracks, and the train was coming down the tracks. I mean, you take away the naggy bounce they got that first year, that that bounce of having a new a new feeling in the locker room, new excitement. You take that season out, and like you guys have been saying, it's just been a mess for probably almost 20 years. And um, the league will be better when the Bears are near the top. It looks like they're headed in the right direction. Um, so I just I think it's really exciting. I know all my buddies that are Bear fans are, are super excited about it. That's so. good to hear. That's, Thanks, that's excitement that I think is appropriate. And I think the Bears were on the verge of getting it right at different times during Lovey Smith's tenure. All right, we're going to talk to Chris Chelios next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. If we're going to do things the right way, we're not going to take shortcuts. We're going to build an incredible franchise. I came here to win championships. It's about getting things the right way, bringing the best players in here who fit this culture, and, and to talk about championships. When you build a championship culture, we have a common goal of making sure that we bring championships to this franchise. These are the best fans in the NFL. They deserve championships. We're going to bring championships. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. you got to love championship talk on an introductory news conference, and it felt sincere. Um, you know, I, I get a little nervous, and I get, like, my skin crawls when I hear kind of this culture talk. Um, and we heard it this year that the Bears had created the culture. You know, they, they, they did lose 10 games in a row, and they did finish with the worst record in the league. Are those are those two things correct? Can you have set well, the new culture you, when you, you got to build the basement game? before you build a house? Okay, here okay. you go. Thank you. I'm just saying. And so when you're building that basement, well, they built a basement. Well, man. yeah, they did. They they live in, they live there. Uh, and you are talking about a found that is your foundation. You, yeah, culture's overused. Let's face it; it's a cliche for a reason because every new coach, every new executive wants to change the culture. That's part of the reason they're there. When So you are left to evaluate the authenticity of each person as they say it and their ability, based on your observations, of, of being able to pull it off. Kevin Warren was pretty convincing. When he talks about changing a culture, you believe it because he did talk about championships and he did use the word Super Bowl. And he did announce plans to meet with every individual employee at Hallis Hall. That's how you change the culture, one person at a time, one habit at a time, one day at a time. And I think he's on the right path to do that. I like also this, the example that he cited when he talked about the fan base. And he had not experienced a Bears game as a fan, I think, ever. And so – a month ago when they played the Eagles, he bought a ticket and he went as a fan just to experience what that would be like, knowing what was ahead of him. That was December 18th, I believe. So he knew that in the weeks to come, he would be taking on a big job and he would be viewing Bears games in a very different way. So I like that he leaned into that. I like that he took bought a ticket and I like that he, he participated as, as a Bears fan to see what that was all about. All right, we're delighted to welcome in Chris Chelios, our Bet MGM ambassador, joins us on the the score, the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank Making Commercial Banking Personal. Hey, Chris, good morning. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You Pretty know, good. we're we're enjoying the uh, the new Bears president. You know, we're enjoying a change of uh, of uh, leadership with the Bears. And I don't know if you know Kevin Warren or just uh, picked up on him from uh, from his time with the Big Ten. But you know, it, he was very impressive yesterday, and you got a feeling that good things are happening with the Chicago Bears. And you know, we've seen it happen. Uh, when John McDonough first came to the to the uh, the Blackhawks, when uh, Theo Epstein came to town with uh, the Cubs, I just think there is that feeling that something has changed and something has shifted. Yeah, I mean, obviously the culture has to change again. Um, been real disappointing, but uh, hey, between him and the, you know getting that first pick overall, I think the Bear fans are excited. It's just you know, for me as a fan, just question what who they're going to pick because they need help everywhere but yeah it's it's good to see some new leadership and fresh start hey chelly nice job last night working with kaylee you guys had overtime what are the hawks doing i thought this was going in the other direction <laughs> chelly they're they, ruining the draft pick. they won four out of five now how are they doing that listen regardless of whatever you cannot throw games you still go out there you're a professional and you play the game so uh, it was a it was a great comeback you know first two periods you know, it didn't look good. A lot of sloppy play, a lot of, you know, chances against, uh, and the same old, same old outnumbered situations. But you know what? It, it, that line, the Kershev line had a big game taste. I thought that's probably one of their best games of the year, uh, that line specifically. Uh, and even though, you know, Luke Richardson touched on it that uh, McCabe and Jones struggled the first two periods, uh, they came back, Jones two goals and assists, and uh, it was fun to watch. Um, there's no guarantees if you finish last, you know, for the way the hockey's set up that you're going to get that first pick overall anyway. So it's great for the fans to see a comeback win. And overtime's always exciting when you when you end up on the right side. Chris, we had talked about the idea that Lucas Reichel had come up and been a different player than he was in the first go-round, and then they sent him back to Rockford. Was that a surprise to you? Was that a disappointment? What did you think? For me, yeah. I mean, I don't, there's no question he's ready to play. Well, you know, whether I don't think it's a matter of easing him in. I, you know, again, it's just it's it's just I, I'm not behind those closed doors, and you don't know what's being said. But he's, there's no question he's ready. And 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 I know the fans would be great for the fans to get a look at him the rest of the year here with, for the last half. So uh, I was shocked. He, you know, he made it hard for them to send him back. That's for sure with the way he played. Jonathan Taves did a podcast on NBCSportsChicago.com. And he sounded like a conflicted captain. He sounded like a guy who understood the value of staying in Chicago, and maybe that's what he would like to do because it's comfortable and familiar. He also understood the realities of being on the move and maybe the excitement of joining a team that trades for him because they, they have a chance to win. What did you hear when, you, when Taves talked in that podcast? And, and do you think that he has uh, realized that it might be inevitable that they trade him? I mean that's that perfect. That's a perfect word you use. Conflicted. You know, you, he would say one thing and then you know, come, you know, then say another thing completely opposite of what could happen. Whether he he stays there and rides it out and and finishes his career, or you know, someone picks him up. Uh, you know, he's been playing okay now. He's, he's you know slowly but surely building up some points offensively, and he's a killer in the faceoff circle, which a lot of teams would love to have, uh, especially on the power plays and penalty killing. So. It's a real tough situation, obviously, because of what he's accomplished as a Blackhawk. 
you know, I think I'd like to see him finish his career off here. He's on the tail end and maybe, you know, as the years go progress here, they surround him with a little more talent and, and things get better for both him and Kane. Shelly, I read to this morning that the uh, the Blackhawks are 16-2-2 and in their last 20 games against Buffalo. Is that unusual? Are there just franchises you got the number of? You know what I mean? Is it just sometimes you got a team that you match up with no matter who's playing for you? No question. If, my, if I was to think back in my career, one team, whether I was with Montreal, Chicago, or not, not so much Detroit at the end, was when we I could, we couldn't beat Washington. That Washington wasn't making the playoffs for years. We you know we'd go in their building, get smoked. There was something about the way we matched up against the Washington Capitals, and that's going back to the '80s for me. That we just you know going in there knew we, knew we weren't going to have a good game or a tough game, and when we did win, it was like barely scraping to you know to to get the win. <laughs> Great stuff, Chris. Appreciate it. Keep up the good Thanks, work. Buddy. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. That is Chris Chelios, Bet MGM ambassador. Always fun to talk to Chris. And we got Stacy Dales joining us next. We'll talk some some NBA, uh, excuse me, NFL playoffs, and we'll talk about uh, about the idea that the Bears have a new leader. We'll do that next. Molly and Hall on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.